Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Here's a look at yesterday's Serie A results. Milan with a 3-1 win against Cagliari. Salernitana fell to Empoli. Uh, Atalanta beat Verona by a goal to nil. Inter with their first loss of the season, falling at the San Siro to Sassuolo. And Lazio with a 2-0 win at the Olimpico against Torino. Let's talk about Napoli, though, because they were a big story yesterday, obviously, with Victor Rossiman and everything that's come out with him. The club put out a TikTok mocking him missing the penalty. There was already trouble for the Italian champions anyway and a lot of tension between him and Rudy Garcia. Now it feels like there's a lot of tension between him and the club in general because he is threatening to sue the club over the TikTok and he is still yet to sign this contract. So we weren't even sure, Aaron, whether he would feature in this game, whether he would be in the team. Uh, he was in the team and he scored a goal, maybe the best way uh, to, to show the club, but he didn't really celebrate, did he? Yeah, I mean, this is such a strange situation, mm. one of the strangest I've seen. Uh, it feels like this could be like one of the most costly social media posts of, of all time. It's ridiculous that the club allowed this to be to happen. Um, but if, if you're going to come out of a situation like this, the only real way is to just let it let the, the results on the pitch do the talking. There was already issues with, with Napoli so far. Rudy Garcia has, has not seemed to be the man so far. They're coming off their historical win of the, of the Scudetto with a, an awful start to the season. So this added on top of it was just going to really, really shake things up. So for them to get a result for 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 Osimhen to score not not a not a big celebration a little bit of a, a teammate greeting uh we'll see where they go, where it goes from here because it, it feels like right now it, this situation feels untenable i, I don't know what, what how they get back uh i haven't even really seen a full formal apology to him mm-hmm. um which so, is shocking isn't it that, that they wouldn't it's, eat, it's almost publicly say yeah. you know we're in talks with victor yeah. and to say as well jordan they got a penalty yesterday and then zielinski takes it it yeah. just th- yeah but i feel like that was the right thing to do in that moment because there's so much you could feel in the celebration the weight that he it was just like See, this is what I can do. Yeah. And, and I actually felt his teammates celebrated with him and patted him on the head and came and gave him like a, it felt to me emotional, the yeah. celebration in a way that is different from the emotions we typically see. Yeah. This goal that he scored though, his first touch, the ball that came into him was not easy. Yeah. And 
this is why he's one of the most prolific goal scorers, I think, right now in Europe, because he can take down the ball here with that first touch, top of his foot. The ball is spinning in a really awkward way, so he controls it, and, and it's so soft. And this is a guy who's running at full speed. The precision in this moment, I just thought, was impeccable. It shows his focus, and his focus is on continuing to be the best football player he can be. You're going to make mistakes. And that was a mistake. He missed a penalty, whatever. But instead of dwelling on it, he said, I'm going to get back to business. I loved his reaction. I loved his response to what was a very difficult 24 hours for him, I would imagine. I think what's interesting is that there's teams now circling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Osteman's not happy in Napoli. Yeah. He hasn't signed his new deal yet. I wonder if we can get him in January. Maybe I, I he wonder... could get out of the clause. Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of different things that are now coming into play, which could be motivating in different ways. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't want me here? I'm still yeah. going to go. I'm going to score a lot of goals. There was already And then I'm going to give summer. you the old <laughs> peace out in January. Yeah. I'm not even going to wait. Yeah. I mean, good luck trying to win the Scudetto without me type of thing. I think what's important for Napoli overall, though, is that the Georgian Messi Kavara scored. You have uh, Giovanni Simeone came off the bench and scored. Mm -hmm. They have to get all their attacking players firing again, and that's going to get them back to where they want to be. And I think a couple wins will put everything at ease. But I think that the Osiman thing is still going to be hanging out in the backdrop. And I think I could see him moving in January. Because even him making his way into the stadium, there was so much press around him, videoing him, every little move and reading into it. So it feels like no matter what he does, it's going to be read one way or another or Mm -hmm. perceived that way. Uh, What about Inter, though, yesterday? Because they've been fantastic to start the season, haven't they? To lose to Sassuolo at the San Siro was just... uh, well, you could say surprising to say the least. Uh, we, Claudio Pagan and I did the, the pre-match for this one and I, I, I have to give myself, I'm gonna pat myself on the back okay. a little bit. I said, you have to watch out for the Sassuolo team. Their front three are fantastic. Pinamonti, Lariente, Berardi. Berardi is one of those guys, for, for me, he, he's very simple, similar to a Toto Di Natale. Like, this guy may never leave home. Uh, he, he, he loves Sassuolo. He's had a, a few different offers from big clubs over the years. He's re- refused to leave. I think he just wants to stay close to his family. He might be a mama's boy. Who knows? But this guy loves his club. He loves the red and, I mean, the green and black. And when he goes away from home, when he plays against the big clubs, he does special things this. like this. That left foot <laughs> is incredible. It is it is pristine. It's perfect. Um, he's a, he's made for these big moments. I, he's such an interest. There's a, there's a few of these guys spread around Italy where it's like, will he make the G, the leap? Will he move to a big club? But he, they just don't want to. Mm. And honestly, I I kind of love it. It's kind of romantic. It's amazing. Toto Di Natale is one of those players that will just go down in history as a cult hero. I think Berardi could be one of those guys. It's interesting too because Sassuolo's coming off a 4-2 win over Juve as mm-hmm. well. They yeah. seem to be giant killers. Yeah. What my problem Once with Sassuolo again. is you can see that they have the talent to compete. But then they seem to play to the level of their competition. So when they take on the, I don't know why I'm thinking Udinese. I'm sorry, Udinese. But when I think about the Udineses of the world, they'll just play to where Udinese is as opposed yeah. to trying to continue to push that level. They could really, I think, push into Europe, but yeah. I don't know. If you're Inter, you're thinking that's a soft spot. Both the goals come from that same spot. When you're playing a 3-5-2, that is what can be open the pocket right there. They get punished twice. It, it was a great Yon result. Summer's got to make a save on that first goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta make true. Sassuolo could have even had more against Juventus as well. And we said they're the giant killers last season, yeah. and maybe they're back again they for this year. They love a big game. They love it. If only they played in Europe. Uh, okay, still to come, Claudia has as the day's headlines after the break here on Morning Footy. We'll be right back. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, here's a look at Thursday's footy fix in the air division. You've got AZ Altmar taking on Heracles. Then in Serie A on Paramount Plus at 2.45 Eastern Genoa. We'll welcome Jose Mourinho and Roma in La Liga. Osasuna taking on Atletico Madrid on ESPN Plus. And then Copa Libertadores tonight. Nico Cantos Boca in action against Palmeiras. And in Liga MX, you've got Atlas taking on Puebla. Time now, though, for some headlines. Claudia, what have you got for us? Well, in Africa, Poppy, Morocco were awarded the hosting of the 2025 Africa Cup of Nations finals, replacing Guinea, who were stripped of the right to host the tournament last year. It's the first time since 1988 that Morocco will host Africa's most popular sporting event. The 2027 rights were also decided today, and those were handed to a co-bid from Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda. The Ukrainian Federation has said that it will not play in tournaments involving Russian teams after UEFA announced plans to reinstate Russia's under-17 sides to European competitions. In a statement, the Ukrainian Association of Football urged UEFA to reconsider its decision and urged other countries not to play against Russian teams. The under-17 men's European Championship finals will be held in Cyprus next year, and the women's tournament will take place in Sweden. There's more news from the Spanish national team. Their former head coach, Jorge Vida, has been summoned to testify before the court in the Luis Rubiales sexual assault case. Rubiales is under investigation for the crimes of sexual assault and coercion for giving Jenny Hermoso an unwanted kiss at the Women's World Cup trophy ceremony. Vida has been asked to testify as a suspect in the case on October 10th, according to a statement made by the court. Olympique de Marseille named Italian Gennaro Gattuso as coach following the departure of Marcelino, who was forced to leave the club last week after feuding with fans. Gattuso left Valencia in January and previously managed his former club AC Milan and Napoli, leaving the current Serie A champions at the end of the 2020-2021 season. He joins Francesco Farioli and fellow 2006 FIFA World Cup winner Fabio Grosso as the three Italian coaches in the French top flight. And in the state's NWSL expansion side, Bay FC has named their first head coach, Albertine Montoya. He most recently served as an in- interim head coach of the Washington Spear in 2022 and has deep ties to Northern California, where he grew up and played professionally in the 90s. He'll be tasked with building out the coaching staff and roster for the Bay FC's inaugural season in 2024. Well, I saw uh, GM Lucy Russian tweeted out, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but she said, we got to get a whole roster ready for next year, ready to go. And I know you guys had been saying this morning that you guys know Montoya. Did you say that you had played with him? Yes, I love this signing. I think this is amazing. Albertine Montoya is one of the most genuine humans I have ever met. But he coached me a little bit at Santa Clara. He went to Santa Clara, so go Broncos. I know there's a big Bronco contingent at Bay FC, but he is a mastermind when it comes to football. And that's, I think, what Bay FC want to build off of. He loves the game. He loves to have the ball. And um, coached a little bit for FC Gold Pride. Had a stint last year for Washington Spirit. Took over as an interim coach, and I think that was like, okay, I can do this again. He has older kids now. Um, 
So this feels like the Puts right time on his hand. He has some time. <laughs> this feels like the right move for Bay FC because he's a local guy. He knows what it's like to be in the area. I am just so happy, Albertine. Congratulations. I, I, I love this man. I, I love that you bring up the local angle because I think it's really important that you have someone who knows the area, knows what it means to represent this part of the country, representing your club. We, we, you, they could have gone and gotten a big name. Now, maybe they were looking at those big names. Yeah. I was with Leslie Osborne in Australia for the Women's World Cup, and she's part of the, one of the owners mm -hmm. of Bay FC, and they were looking at all the coaches, including all the World Cup coaches. 40 is what I heard. 40 names there were on the ton. list. There was a ton. There was a ton. But I really like Albertine being hired. I actually spoke at his club, MVLA, mm -h. the youth club there, one of the best <clears throat> youth clubs in Northern California. I was their guest speaker for one of their big uh, banquets. Yeah. That was a fun, Ooh. and I got to hang out with him and his dad. And his dad was one of the first to start this club and to really put a footprint for soccer in yeah. Northern California. So it's really special for him to get this job, and I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, he's embedded. And w what was cool yesterday after the announcement, uh, one of my Santa Clara teammates was like, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. I want to play. That was Marguerite Alizosa, who just won a national championship in her first year as a head coach with UCLA. Right. Really great player. And then from there, it was like she said, all these people that we used to play with under Albertine, he was one of our assistant coaches, said, okay, we're coming back. That's, that tells you who he is as a yeah. coach, mm -hmm. that he loves his players and his players love him, which is what you need to build if you're starting fresh in NWSL because there's so much history with bad head coaches. This is, they are in a good way with Albertine. Yeah, I, I think Bay FC are on the right track. Lucy Rushton looks like she knows exactly what she's doing. She's got mm -hmm. a good like player-based, uh, eye-based, eyeball-based, and yeah. analytics-based background, a good mix of the two. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really good hire because when you listen to what she said about it, she said, we looked everywhere, and everyone we talked to were like, why don't you hire Albertine? So they yeah. talked to him, they vetted him. It feels like this is the right move for them uh, for what this club wants to accomplish in the long term so I, I, I mean as a Gotham fan I'm really perked up and interested yeah. in, in what they're doing so I think they're they're moving in the right path and free agency is officially open yeah, yeah. so you know conversations are already started and people are like can I play in the bay let's check it out but yeah. congratulations Bay FC we're excited to have yeah. you in NWSL yeah, it's going to be great I'm so even happy more parody in this league let's go let's <laughs> go when you were talking I just thought what a picture perfect place for this to be Jimmy yeah. I know that you live there so you get to see this all the time but how picturesque is this club going to be no. with, with it's going to be a lot of fun bay? yeah and, and I think when you're an expansion team the expectations are based in reality like we hope they do well but we're not expecting them to do well and so he's got a lot to gain and, and yeah. now it's it's year two year three where it gets a little trickier but we'll get there when, when you'll get Ali Wagner yeah. Brandy Chastain yeah. Daniel Slate and Leslie Auburn I, I feel like this is going to start off in a really good way there's a there's a lot of um, who's going to be the standard that boots back on Allie. <laughs> Brandy, probably Brandy, probably Brandy. I did a workout with Ali Wagner last summer when we were oh, in Mexico luck. together. Yeah, never again. She was like, we were on the uh, elliptical. She was like, you're not even trying. I was like, Ali, I can't keep There's going. a standard right there. There's a standard. Oh, she was playing Candy Crush while she was doing it. Like, it was nothing. Oh, it was impossible. You were boring her. <laughs> okay, stay with us. We've got a bunch more still to come here on Morning Footy. We're going to be looking at what happened yesterday in La Liga after this short break. Stay with us. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. 
A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Welcome back to Morning Footy, presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Here's a look at what happened in Spain yesterday. Athletic Club and Hetafe 2-2 at the final whistle. Real Madrid uh, with a nice, comfortable win. Villarreal fell to Girona. Valencia uh, lost to Real Sociedad and Cadiz. And Raya Vallecano uh, finished 0-0. Here's the highlights. Uh, from Villarreal taking on Girona. The two goals for Girona, the first coming in the 56th minute, Aaron. Yeah, a couple second-half goals for Girona. Arten Dovbik with the diving Ooh, header love to, to make it 1-1. It uh, and then just five minutes later, the on-loan Barcelona man, Eric Garcia, would would get the winner for Girona. This team have had 11 different goal scorers I, this year. Yes. They are top of La Liga. <laughs> And here, here's a funny thing for me. It's like, I, I really like how they play. I like their story. But they're not just like a little team. They're, they're backed by City Football Group. So we got to, there's a little asterisk there. <laughs> <laughs> Still, to be ahead of this team is pretty impressive. Uh, is. Real Madrid 2-0 yesterday. The first, uh, Brahim Diaz. Yeah, he ended up starting in place of Jude Bellingham. So that was a big surprise, I think, for for many because Jude had been such a mainstay for this midfield. Vinicius Jr. actually got back in. He'd been injured for a while, but what a header here by Jose Lu. Jose Lu, he's been a nice addition. Yeah. You know, obviously, when you lose mm -hmm. a player of Kareem Benzema's status and stature, you got to bring players in that can score some goals and alleviate some of the pressure that would be put on Vinicius and Rodrigo, who's actually, Rodrigo's gotten off to a slow start, to, to just help the team move a little bit. So it's not all on just one player's shoulders. And that's what I thought made Madrid great over the years. Yeah, Benzema yeah. would score the big goals, but there were others that were chipping in, including Vinicius. And now that he's coming back, I'd be a little bit worried about this Madrid team moving forward. Aren't you always a little bit worried That's about true. <laughs> Unless they're playing Atletico. It, it's yeah, it's right? such a weird exactly. thing, too, because this, every year it feels like we look at this Real Madrid team and we can pinpoint two or three holes. It's like, all right, yeah, they could this year they're on the fullbacks. They're clearly very weak at, at their fullbacks. But if you put them in Champions League, when you play that anthem, <laughs> I'm not betting against them literally ever. I don't bet anyway. It's but like, different, gonna, blo it's like will, different blood it's runs through, different. through their different. body. Also, a stat that will not show up on Fat Mob or any of your stat sheets, Raheem Diaz has lost once to Aaron West in cross, crossbar, just so you know. Oh, wow. He's, I beat him in crossbar. Well, they need to update the app. City. Yeah, go ahead I mean, and get that in Fat Mob. Wow, I was today years old when I learned that. <laughs> you know what I couldn't believe when I saw that is how tiny Brahim He's, Diaz is. is. That really man. puts it into perspective. Speaking of uh, random things, I just saw Jimmy's laptop. I tackled Messi. That's so, what you've got on your laptop, no, Jimmy? My, my daughter made me stickers for Father's Day. I love that. But they're true stickers, that's right? True. Uh, <laughs> one says I was a math major in college, and I reference it a lot. So Were she, you actually? Yes. I didn't graduate, though, so kids stay in school. And don't, <laughs> don't do drugs, okay? And then, and then I tackled Messi. A clean With, with, with a rainbow on it. Nice. Yeah, so... She's, like there's a I think story she's taking the that. piss a little bit, all fairness to my daughter. <laughs> the the one over, you know, over here is the best one. Well, I have number one dad, yeah. and uh, another one says, here's a soccer analogy for you, because I always have a <laughs> soccer analogy. No matter what's going on with their life, I have some comparable yeah. examples from the soccer world. You, you know what? Football dad. is life. Football <laughs> is life. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. I love when Jimmy introduces himself. I'm Jimmy Conrad. I once got a clean tackle. It's true, I did. Messi, just to make I mean, sure that it wasn't a How many people in your life thank you. Yeah. do you know that can Only say Jimmy that? It's my card. And it not be cat. <laughs> <laughs> One. 
Uh, here's a look at what else is coming up in Spain, though, today, because a couple of more matches uh, that we've got to look forward to. Atletico Madrid, though, has to be the one to watch coming in off that big win against Real Madrid. What are you expecting to see from them today, Aaron? Surprisingly, maybe some goals. This team has, has, has shown some attacking intent this year. They look like they actually want to go forward. They look like maybe Diego Simeone is taking the handbrake off a little bit. Maybe he's listening to his players. Maybe he's heard the, you think the rumors. He does that now? <laughs> it's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they look like they're actually having a little tiny bit of fun. They look formidable this year. So I would expect a couple goals. Yeah. Osasuna have not won their last four home games. Is that it? No, it's not good. <laughs> and Atleti obviously coming off the big win yeah. uh, against uh, Real Madrid. I, I think they're going to probably take this game pretty easily. Yeah. I agree, agree with that. I feel like <laughs> this is going to be just a performance where you feel you know that this is Atletico Madrid and they stay true to who they are, but there is going to be a little bit of freedom in the way that they attack because I think the reins are slightly off. I wouldn't say fully. I think Not there's still fully. a lot still, of grit yeah, there. <laughs> still a lot of guiding. <laughs> but, yes. We thought this with Max Allegri, though, to be fair, didn't we? In Serie A a few weeks well, ago, the reins are off. And now they're back on. I was having a good morning. Off, morning, so. morning so. Said that <laughs> well, Come you on. get a sip of Red Bull soon. So. <laughs> uh, wait, for, wait for the break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday, there wasn't only the Open Cup final. It was also the Campeones Cup after the break. We're going to show you the highlights from that game between LAFC and Tigres. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The atmosphere right now. Electric. A trophy on the line. As LAFC gets set to take on Tigres. Corner of the bar. Skips beyond our long. Corner of the bar. Good pace. Still going. And it's going to be a free kick. It's going to be a card as well. And it's a big one. Gigi Palacios is off. That's it. Well, it looked like it was going to be a giveaway. Buwanga and back pocket, red card. This is the last thing we need to see. All mayhem just breaks loose. Both sides need to now try to regain their composure. We still have a penalty kick shootout that awaits us. Tillman, Kuzma with the save. And he saves. It's another poor penalty. lifted their second Campiones Cup after winning the inaugural one. It was a wild game, wasn't it? Uh, they both finished with 10 men on the pitch and then obviously it goes to penalties and Tigres win 4-2. Here's a look at the winning penalty. Uh, Jimmy, I know that you were watching this game. I mean, it was just... Man. I don't sleep, Poppy. All I get <laughs> yeah. Your eyes are taped open. <laughs> Ten coffees today. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when it gets down to penalties, they bring in McCarthy to, to make saves. He was the MLS Cup hero against the Philadelphia Union. Yeah, super cold, though, huh? He, he could have caught that one. I believe. Uh, um, but I, I'm not a goalie, but I feel like he touched it, so it would have been saved. It should have been. It should have been saved. Yeah. It's right underneath him. I, uh, whatever, though. We're, we're nitpicking this particular yeah. moment. There was a play in the game, though, where I don't know exactly what minute, maybe 10 minutes left, and Danny Buanga scores. And the referee calls it back because Chiellini, the LAFC center back, 
when, when it, the, it was a free kick at midfield, the ball hadn't stopped rolling, and then he just, he just played it. More often than not, referees just let that go. It's not a big deal. Everybody's in place. It wasn't like Tigres were at a disadvantage. He didn't do the, the cursory, like, little yeah, touch. Yeah, he, he didn't, like, stop the ball yeah, completely. Yeah. So he took this touch, the ball's rolling, and then he plays it from there. That sequence leads to Buanga scoring, and they roll it all the way back to that moment and call the goal off. And I thought that was pretty ridiculous, to yeah. be honest. The, 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 the Canadian referee, Drew Fisher, I thought he made a couple questionable calls. The, the second yellow there to Palacios, which we saw. Why has he got to be a Canadian referee? I'm just saying that he's from Canada. <laughs> I'm trying to start a war here. You know what? I mean, equal opportunity, equal opportunity disappointer of referees from whatever country. Yeah. That's just a bad call. U.S., Canada, Mexico, doesn't matter, okay? I just thought that he could have made different decisions that could have had an impact mm-hmm. on this game. And, and LAFC had struggled with Mexican league competition this particular year. I mean, they lost to Leon in the CONCACAF Champions League final. They lost to Monterrey in the League's mm-hmm. Cup quarterfinals. And so I'm not surprised that they didn't show up in this one, but I thought they did enough to win it. Except there's, there's moments now with LAFC where I feel like there is this pressure to be the guy. And they are, they are actually choosing and opting for themselves when there are opportunities to just have the pass, the extra pass. And I felt like mm. we've seen that from Denny Bawanga. There's moments where Carlos Vela is, is wide open and it's that extra pass that, that, could, that has made this team so good in the past and has spread out the scoring to now it doesn't feel like they're quite what they used to be as this juggernaut of attack coming forward. To, to that goal, though, I do feel like this happened a couple years ago in MLS, the same kind of controversy. And the re- I feel like if the referee calls it when it happens, because it's a set piece, yes, it has to be stopped. But if the play goes on, in that moment, I, I thought they couldn't go back and change it. So I'm going to have to check in with Chris, Christina Uncle on this one and get the actual details on the, the rule because the that one didn't get changed back, and this one did. And now I, I feel like everybody feels how we do, I mean, just it's confused. True. It's true, because if the ball is back playing, surely if the referee was unhappy with it, he, he normally they blow right the there. whistle and say, okay, just retake it and then kick it three yards to the yeah. side or however you started the play. The, the LAFC and Houston are two such interesting cases to me because LAFC started red hot, they're mm-hmm. top of the league. And you talk about it, it's not how you start in this league, it's how you finish. Their last seven matches, LAFC have won one game. That's not good when we're getting close to the playoffs. It feels like their confidence is just dirt, in the dirt. They don't really have any semblance of team spirit. You watch Carlos Vela's uh, body language. It Mm -hmm. doesn't look great. Um, You talk about not making the extra pass. It just feels very individualistic at the moment. So they have a lot to turn around heading into the playoffs. Uh, Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs, but getting into the play, when you get into it, it's, it's all about that confidence and then the the, the mode that you're in in Houston looks like a complete, yeah. it, it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. two wildly different S- cases. Sixth game, or they, is, LAFC has six games in 22 days. Like, they're in the middle of that stretch, yeah. which is brutal. And I think this game gave a little bit of that. Just, like, not, not necessarily the play, but the decision-making. It just felt fatigued, a little tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the other games that we saw in uh, Major League Soccer? Here's the results from it. It was 1-1 between Philly and Dallas in the end, and then 2-2 between the Rapids and the Whitecaps. So uh, a nice point for Colorado yeah. after we 
Cole Bassett, three goals and an assist in his last four games under Chris Little. So Cole Bassett, the, the young homegrown with a lot of responsibility on his shoulder, seems to be thriving. But the, the game to talk about is the yes. Union and FC Dallas because FC Dallas is on the precipice of, are they going to make the playoffs? Again, they started really well, and this was a team everybody was talking about, and they seem to have slipped. And, and it felt to me like they thought – we need to go to the Eastern Conference, to Philly, which is one of the hardest places to play. You said dupe, dupe, dupe yesterday. And um, if you're any opponent, suck it, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't completely. They got one point. Yeah. They like half sucked it. If you're any <laughs> opponent going to Philly, you know dupe is coming, right? Because they're so good at home. But it felt like Dallas was like, a point is good. We feel really good with a point. Was the point enough, though, do you think, Jimmy? Because you were just saying how many changes they made. They and maybe did. I actually was pretty, pretty, pretty surprised by FC Dallas's coach, Nico Estevez. No Jesus Ferreira. Areola didn't start as well. And when you look at the rest of their remaining schedule, they got Houston Dynamo. So you have a Texas Derby coming up in Houston. That's going to be difficult. Then two home games uh, against the Quakes, against Colorado Rapids. They have to look at those and think, maybe we need to be as fresh as possible for those games. If I'm going to give a rest to any of my players, it's going to be against a, a non-conference opponent. We need to get these points and it, when we play Western Conference opponents, and we're going to have those yeah. in the next four games. So I can see where it came from, but he got rewarded with a point. Velasco scores a very good goal when they were down yeah. 1-0, and now they get out of there, and it's fine. Like and now they got now, yeah, yeah, he does look like a genius. And so need, all my criticism, I take it all back. Yeah. I'll play Nico Estevez. They need Velasco clicking, too. To, to have this type 100%. of playoff run. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, next up we're going to talk about some women's football. Sweet. Back yeah. over in England, the WSL. Chelsea were the champions last Ooh. season. The Blues, Aaron, <laughs> just for you. Uh, with Sam Kerr and Millie Bright, we're going to look ahead to what they've got to come. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Here's a look at what we've got to look forward to. <laughs> I love the arm motion from Jordan next to me, pretending <laughs> to put her degree on. Do you use Degree, Jordan? No, I don't. Sorry, Degree. I do. <laughs> Maybe uh, if they pay you. Opening yeah. weekend, Manchester United fell two points short of winning the whole thing last season behind Chelsea. They'll take on Aston Villa at 7.30 Eastern on the Golazzo Network. Everton, Brighton, Leicester on the road to face uh, Bristol, Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, West Ham welcome Manchester City and Chelsea against Tottenham on Paramount Plus 12.30 Eastern. Chelsea are a team to be reckoned with. Stacked. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be the favourites heading into this season. They've got Sam Kerr, Mia Fischel, Katarina Makari. He's ready for an eye roll. And all the right. fans have got a nice little nickname right, for so them, it, haven't first they? First of all, it's, it's in my contract that I have to say, boo! <laughs> Second, this team is so good. <laughs> they are champions for a reason. They have strengthened. They've added Katarina Macario. They've added Mia Fischel, who... Coolest nickname ever. They call himself Catfish. Love that. Love Big fan that. of that. Love I hate that. that they play for that blue team over there. Mm. But this team, they already had such a solid squad. They've added depth. They've added talent. They've added incisive talent in, in both Mia Fischel and Katarina Macario. I, I think they're going to be really good this year, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to be Emma Hayes? Yeah. She's just like <laughs> licking her chops her thinking, who am I going to choose on my team sheet today? Yeah. Looking at the additions to this Chelsea team this year, I think she's going to utilize a 3-5-2 a, a lot more. Because you mentioned two key players in Katarina Macario and Mia Fischel. 
they fit into a 3-5-2 well. The one plays centrally, and then one can play up top next to Sam Kerr, the best goal scorer in WSL. But Ashley Lawrence is the difference maker here because when you play a 3-5-2, she can play on the right side, and she just proved in the last two Canadian games with a goal, an assist, excuse me, in each of those games that she is a force to be reckoned with as a wing back. And I think if you're Emma Hayes, you're seeing that and you're saying, that there's only one choice for me because they have a plethora of really good players attacking-wise. Um, uh, James, what's her well, first Lauren name? James. Lauren James. James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big bowler. Well, I, I, I was going to say, My goodness. Well, I, obviously, we all watched her in the Women's World Cup. I mean, she's ready, I think, to, to take that next step. She is, yeah. And, and be the player that wants that responsibility. I'm going to put the team on my back and make plays on a team that already has five or six of those yeah. players. I fully suspect that they're going to go on and win their fifth straight WSL title. They still haven't won the Women's Champions League. That's the one title that's yeah. eluding yeah. Emma Hayes right and here, this man. team. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I got I to gotta speak yeah, it to, to speak the truth. truth. Speak, speak the truth, truth. And when you get a Sam Kerr, it just, they're so good and so dynamic in so many different ways. And you add Lawrence, you add a Kat Macario, who long may see she stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. She is one of the Another world's best players. Another one we need to wrap in Cotton Wool. 100%. We're, but, we're but about to see a year from her. Yeah. We got Macario. You could have Macario, Sam Kerr, and Lauren James on the field at the same time. <laughs> I, there's no other team in the world that can match that. And I do know that there's some Spanish clubs out there that are pretty good. I'm looking at you, Barcelona. But I think that Chelsea could push on to win multiple competitions. Yeah. Uh, well, while we're singing Chelsea's praises, let me make things even worse for you, Aaron. Because, obviously, the Gunners, the Lady Gunners, are out of the Champions League, which is so disappointing yeah. after they lost to Paris. But now they can but focus on the WSL. Yeah. Oh. And I think that actually nails home Jimmy's point a little bit more. I think Chelsea is going to be a little bit more focused on the Women's Champions League, where Arsenal, this Arsenal team is getting a a lot of play players back from injury, but they added some key pieces. It's nice, kind of, to only focus on one competition. <laughs> is it? She's saying it's nice not to I be mean, in the No, but I think, I think I they haven't won in a long time. So. Linings. We've seen club teams through years that only have one competition to focus on. Even. Every single match you can prepare for, you can fully focus on that. And especially with the injuries that Arsenal have had yeah. years. They're ACL FC right now. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, Hopefully getting Beth Mead back at some point, getting Viv Miedema back. Kirby. Kirby. All these Sorry, players Kirby's, coming. Um, it's, it, yeah. we're, we're, there's a number of players that are just injured, that are sitting on the bench. There's so much quality just mm -hmm. in the wings. It feels like through the season we're going to get a couple like new signings. It, it, like, that's the old manager trope. Like, it's, like, it's like a new signing. Yeah. Uh, but that really is the case with Arsenal. They've had so many key injuries. That's a little bit of bright side. And also, have you seen the kits? Have you seen oh, the, this? We, need, we yeah. need to see them. I mean, These on. we got to see a picture of this. So nice. I'm I, not an Arsenal fan, but I love fire. these. Come on, Stella McCartney. Every single thing that Arsenal have dropped this year. The, I'm not a massive fan of the highlighter jersey on the men's me side. Me neither. But the green one. Every, all of it is so good. It's so good. I need this kit. <laughs> it is that's, so... Uh, that's, a, that's a Footy Kit Friday special right there. Can I just say what Chris Piazza So nice. That guy just said in my ear, are they on the set of Teletubbies? <laughs> just look at them <laughs> like this. There is a bit of a random shot. I feel it? like there should be a smiling sun baby in the background. <laughs> yeah. Take nothing away and, from these and, kits. Though, but they but are. first and foremost, there's Caitlin Fabulous. Ford there. And I, she has been phenomenal for them. You know, had an injury at the end of the year. Came old back old to old play. Day. What? Was the old yeah, and came back to play in the World Cup and was phenomenal in the World Cup, was really the pivotal player for Australia. Arsenal's going to be tough to handle.
Well, they picked up uh, Kira Kuna Karas as well, Arsenal, and that's another yes, show that Jimmy. comes in. She does so much of the thankless work in midfield, so I think that's going to help Arsenal. Uh, next to Kim Little as well, who I really value. I yeah. think is really kind of the heartbeat and soul of this team. 33-year-old. you would come. No, I'm coming around. <laughs> what I think is interesting, though, without Leah Williamson, who's also coming off or has an ACL tear. Apparently, she's ACL starting to FC, baby. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you lost Sousa to the Orlando Pride. You bring in Amanda Illestet, who scored four goals at the Women's World Cup for Sweden, all on set pieces. So now they're going to be more of a dynamic threat mm-hmm. in that area uh, of the field. And you bring in Codina as well, who won it with Spain as a center yeah. back. I think it's just getting everybody on the same page is where Arsenal, you don't want to drop any points early because that's where Chelsea can maybe start to create a gap. But if Arsenal can kind of hang with them, then maybe at the end when Chelsea's focus is somewhere else, Mm -hmm. like the Champions League, Arsenal can come in and maybe get them at the end. Not to interrupt you, but Jordan, you talked about Chelsea probably playing a back three. I think Arsenal will, we saw a lot of that last year. I think that will be the predominant base formation of back three for them as well Mm -hmm. this year. Yeah, a lot of those players that you you mentioned, they come in, we saw a big, massive boost of uh, foreigners coming in after the World Cup. But there's a lot of disappointment, heartache, a lot of emotions coming in. And I think that's one of the big things, too. How do all these players, with a little bit of time off, but also now you're jumping back into a season um, where they're, you're expected to be refreshed. I don't know how refreshed they'll be, but there has been some really fun additions. And I think WSL is going to be one to strong. watch this year. It, it's going to be really strong. And not to mention as well, Alessio Russo for the Gunners. Yeah, well, you had to get that in there. I can't wait to watch yeah. that play. We okay. didn't even talk about Manchester United. Manchester United is going to be good as well. Yeah, because they got... Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> just so you guys know, we were trying to figure out how to pronounce her name for the longest. And I just I looked at it. I was like, this is just... Portuguese Jesse. Jesse. She's good. Very good. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. Okay, goodbye everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.